Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Before I forget, both of you were in my dream last night, and here's how it goes. Okay. So I haven't been sleeping very well for the past month. I've had nightmares <laughs> nearly every night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So last night, Marks and I um, are staying at your house, and we're sleeping in the same bed, all four of us. Oh, this makes sense. So we're like the grandparents from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, but here's how your bedroom's laid out. You have a queen-size bed, mm-hmm. and either side of the queen-size bed is a twin bed. But we are all sleeping in the queen bed. But we've made like a California king king? No. You have a space in between the singles between your bed. I don't know why this attention to detail I have. Uh huh. Jim at one point is watching television and by television baseball, which I look at you and I look at Jim in total disbelief that this is even happening. Not only that, but you're watching it with rabbit ears, so you're not even seeing like a great game. You're just watching static and baseball behind it. Was it a baseball musical? No. Okay. In your backyard, you have another bed outside <laughs> and the head, you don't have a headboard, which of course I'm always like, what are you like animals? Like who doesn't have a headbed, like headboard or footboard? Mm-hmm. And it's backed up to like a ravine. Oh, not Avril ravine, <laughs> but a ravine. Next to that is a pit of eggplants that you just have a pit of eggplants. Okay, which I think is very strange. Well, very telling right. of all of the emojis. Sure, we're all ha- in a bed together, <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of eggplants in the backyard. It yeah. doesn't take a genius. You also have a uh, mid-century modern house that has expanded when I, w- w- since I've gotten out of the bed. Oh. You wake up at like 5.30 okay. for whatever reason. I decide <laughs> to get up, and um, for whatever, we're all sleeping in the bed. I decide to clean your house a little bit. So I, far, I <laughs> let me just stop you. <laughs> Sorry, I just choked on my own soul. Uh, so far, I'm not hearing anything that couldn't potentially be true. Right. Except right. for maybe the eggplants, because I would never plant that. Well, vegetable. it doesn't even look... I'm like, I looked at them, I'm like, is that how eggplants are... I don't understand. Oh, wait, that. if they're fucked up, then maybe I did plant them. <clears throat> no, they're huge, but they're in like a pit, as if like a meteor has fallen in your backyard, and then all of a sudden just like, someone was just like, this is where we keep all the eggplants. Okay, just this like could really happen. Pit. Okay. Go on. Then another point when you're all sleeping, I decide I want to, I have this like yellowish old school uh, leather, yellow leather jacket that I bought from Matt Fox at um, Fine and Dandy. (laughs) And because I've been working out, it's no longer, it no longer fits me. So I decide while we're all sleeping in um, the Willy Wonka bed that I'm going to start taking pictures of it while everyone's sleeping so I can post it on eBay. Again, I'm not hearing anything that nothing's doesn't have weird. a seed of truth in nothing's, all of this. Like nothing's odd. Nothing's odd. We're all just like one by it's like me, Marcus, Jim, Aaron. That's how we sleep. Oh, so I'm next to Jim. Yeah. Okay, so you have him. Well, I don't have him. Really? We just happen to be like, well, more like, Marcus you know, like has him. four sardines in a can. Okay, okay. But we're just living and functioning in this mid-century modern house with an eggplant pit in the backyard and an abundance of twin-size beds. Yes, but I feel like we're just visiting. And for whatever reason, you didn't want us to sleep in the twin-size bed, so now we're all in your bed. 
Okay. I don't see your dogs at any point in this. I, feel like- <laughs> Ooh, I want to know some backstory about this. So you got to go back under hypnosis or whatever, because I need to get some more. Where are the dogs? <sighs> that I, I wish I wish I could remember more. I mean, I did wake up again. I, I'm not sleeping very well, so this is just very strange. <laughs> it's not strange. There's seeds of truth in all of this. You have been working out more than ever. Right. And I did want to sell my jacket. I don't understand the eggplant. And the four of I know that I had to, I was like, I think Marcus was before I went to bed, what time are you going to go to Aaron's? I'm like, well, on the same time I go every Saturday. Uh huh. And, um, and so maybe that was on my mind. And right before I went to bed, <laughs> that was I was so I, passive aggressive. <laughs> the same time I go every Saturday to go get eggplants to put in the pet. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, let's... That's all I remember thus far, but that's a lot to that's remember. That's enough. That's fine. We can work with that. This is almost as good as the dream you had where Chuck had a meth den in his living room and he was screaming like it a woman. still tangible to this day. Yeah, see? That scream. These, I love dreams like this. Do you actually have a yellow jacket? Yes, I do, that I bought from Matt Fox at Fine and Dandy. Okay. And it's too small. And also because... I don't really like when people make fun of me. I don't think anybody does. But, um, <laughs> I live for it. I get it all the time. Someone, when someone calls me out on like something, like because I'm, I'm personal, something right. real specific. So uh, people have done that before. Also because I'm horribly colorblind, so I don't actually know how yellow this jacket is. But I do know that Matt Fox would not sell me something that isn't attractive. Okay. And I don't I'm think picturing Marcus would like. <laughs> I'm picturing like a leather jacket from the 80s like Kid and Play no. would wear. This is like a... A yellow like a, jacket's a commitment. It's like a vintage mustardy yellow. No, so not oh, like, I'm on you know. board with mustard. It's yes. nice. It's very nice. It's Why very don't you thick. sell it to me? Maybe that's the whole idea behind the dream. How much you want for it, huh? Well, it was, it was a lot of money, but as you know. But, but eBay. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I'll give you 25 cents for it, son. <laughs> Bring it in. I'll tailor it. But I'm surprised that it's tight, and it's tight, and it's a little short. Okay. I think, it'd be, I think it'd still be too big on you. You'd have to. Ta- I don't know how you tailor a leather jacket. Why do I instantly picture myself looking like Brett Butler in this or something? It's, I, I just see shoulder pads. In my, I, I'm going to need a picture of this because, because now I'm stuck on the coat. Do you see what you did? When you tell somebody who who has OCD your dream, oh, they only t- marinate can, on one piece. I have it in my hand. I'll take a picture. I'll send it. But the eggplants make sense to me. It's it's kind of a, a love quadrangle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Should we plant eggplants? I don't know why. I mean, I did look at houses before I went to bed. I love it all. There's something in every little moment of this, though, that has a bit of truth in it. I mean, your chest does look great. Thanks. Nice lance. Induce. You got to oh, stop how about pressing. This? I so I've been having diarrhea for a month and a half because of this double parasite that I have. Everybody oh, in. Right. Everybody yes. in. Yes, it's like the it's like the twins from Greece too, or uh, <laughs> no, the Olsen twins. Those <laughs> bitches hang out in your colon. I mean, seriously, fifteen uh-huh. fucking direct to video videos. <laughs> seriously, life was tough after Full House. Now they're playing your lower intestine. I mean. So, I don't know where I was going with that. No, so you've got, okay, we've been very concerned about your health here at Dear Pod. And by concerned, I mean sleeping well. But I want to know what's happening. So, you've got two parasites, mm-hmm. the movie. Oh, this is what I was saying. You have a small I have two, family I have two living parasites in that have been in my body, and I have yet to lose a pound. 
Well, you're all, because you're working out through all of this, and I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the comforting mother thing. Muscle weighs more than fat. I understand this, but I mean, I feel like I feel like I can't even pick up this pen. Oh, you're so delicate now. You're just a you're Meanwhile, wasting away. I know. At least my double chin is going away, so that's nice. Congratulations. Thank you. God, I gotta get a parasite. I've been working so hard. I've been licking things. How do you get a parasite? I don't know. I think it's from our, uh, we have a meal delivery service. <gasps> Hello, s- Fresh. And I want to say <laughs> that it's something. Hello, Fresh. Can you imagine if we got sponsorship Sorry, finally and it was from Hello, Fresh and they're like, Hello, Fresh has three meal plans, vegetarian, family, and parasite. <laughs> I'll take the stalker Channing Fresh. Sorry, Fresh. It's just all parasites. <laughs> <laughs> all parasites, all days. Can you kind of go back in your, in the lineage of this parasite journey you found yourself on, and, and sort of pinpoint when things went wrong? Yes. What did you have right around that time? I want to say it was like a cashew chicken type thing. Oh, that'll do it every time. But I don't know where Mary Kate came in. So Ashley was probably there from the first one, but then Mary Kate came all of a sudden. Well, she had unless to bring the, her Starbucks. Well, she was uh, out getting her coffee. <laughs> unless she had a parasite inside. Unless Mary Kate was a Trojan horse for Ashley, or vice versa. Uh, I th- well, yeah, you could store one in the other. They're very small. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Ashley called Mary Kate, and she was like, "Can you bring me my felt hat because it's ca- I'm so cold in the upper intestine." Where's your sister? She's in my oversized bag with her latte. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! I'm just gonna leave her here while it's like I clear a Mary up. Poppins bag. Kate's in there. Ashley's in there. So is John Stamos. You better watch out. You're gonna get a third parasite if you're not careful. I swear, if I have another parasite in here, I mean, and I don't lose any weight, then I don't understand. This is gonna be a bleak summer. But this is fascinating to me because they made you swallow a camera. Correct. Um, for the record. I, I applaud you for opening up the back of your throat and letting it gently slide down your gullet. It didn't. It oh. didn't. Oh, it was, a, it was a fight. Like, you know, like those me- those videos of like the kid or the, the adult person on like that hot metal slide in summer oh. and they go down like a water slide yep. and it's like, <gasps> yes. You know, like if your skin's ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what that pill felt like because I hadn't had anything to eat or drink for about eight to 10 hours. Oh my God, it's like sandpaper. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah, there was a slide like that in my hometown. It was it was called Robin's Farm. And the kids, and it was also like put the together by the local- The slide was called Robin's Farm? Oh, the whole place was called oh. Robin's Farm. No, this was just called the death trap, the death slide, because so, many, so much DNA was left over on this thing. It sure. was hot, hot, hot metal. And whoever seemed it was some sort of local yokel. So the metal seams didn't sit flush to each other. So you had to like really as a kid convince yourself this is fun. You're like, wait, uh, 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 all the way down in just like a trail of blood and sweat behind you. I like that. Listen, it's a good time. Yeah. So, I mean, good for you for actually swallowing the thing because knowing me, I would chew it by accident. Well, you can't. I mean, it's like swallowing Wally. Oh my God, it's in your body right now, driving down to your intestines. Yeah. <gasps> I hope it has the Waze app. I hope so. Uh, let's take a lift at the kidneys. I want to see if, uh, what's going on over there. <laughs> if it's anything like me, it's fucking lost. And it's never going to pass. 
She's just wandering around just your like, screen I, like. I know I took a left somewhere. You know there's a couple in there being like, I told you not to go this way. I've done this before. We've seen this colon before. God damn it. Now we're just going in circles. Are we going the wrong way? Is that a polyp? Is that an opening? Oh my God. We are right on the verge of ice cream truck season in this neighborhood. Are you ready? Yes, because I am now going to attack the ice cream truck. You are. You're going to be so hungry by the time that thing rolls back into town. They're going to be like, there's a man chasing, he's holding onto the bumper, he's being dragged. The best ice cream from that thing, I believe during summer, and I'll tell you why, is the Rocket Pop, which is red, white, and blue, because a chip witch is dairy, if it's really dairy. All those things are disgusting. So if you're jumping on that trampoline next door, if you're in someone's pool and you don't trust a fart, you're going to end up with the Snickers in that pool. Well, but if you have the rocket pop and you puke that up, you're very patriotic. See? It'll be purple by the time it comes out. I will always do a chip witch if there is an ice cream truck nearby. It's either a chip witch or that thing that's covered by like a chocolate crunchy cereal. What? I don't know. They have a strawberry version and a chocolate version. You know what I'm talking about? Are you, are you talking? Uh, 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 wait. There's a word for it, and I don't remember what it is because I only ever just point at the picture and I'm like, I want one of those. Is it where there's a chunk of chocolate on the inside also? Yes, yes. Chocolate eclair. Chocolate There yes. it is. I will take a chocolate eclair, please, and a chip witch and something non dairy for my shitting friend, please. <laughs> I thank you. Dip it. Good night. All right, I'm going in. Is okay. everybody ready? Hold on to your cameras. Swallow hard. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Dan Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cortez. That came out of nowhere. I went on a Dan Cortez cornhole not that long ago. <laughs> And I'm Valerie Burton. Now. And we're coming to you from the Maha Bar of the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? And this week, like all weeks, we are rehydrating the newspaper articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're dropping them in liquid and we're plumping them up and we're we're lubing them and then we're passing them through Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen and, and hopefully... Until morning. So if you haven't already, Dick Christ, what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, your face place. Uh, we have a website where you can hear all, <laughs> excuse me, 101 episodes. Binge us, DearPodOfficial.com. Email us any of your advice questions. We may answer your question on the air. DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And finally, most importantly, give us cash. Come on, throw some money down Patty's gullet. Everything Ooh, else has been down there. Patreon.com slash official, where you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits dropped in your inbox every week. Special edits. Uh, if this isn't in, in, you know, motivation to get you to subscribe to Patreon, uh, you could hear edited items from past podcasts and hear all about uh, Patty's abortion diorama he made when he was in fifth grade. These a, things that don't make the cuts. I, I mean, it was seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. Oh yeah, that feels more right. Yeah. A coming of age story. Yeah. of <laughs> Patty's you know abortion diorama. No one gave a shit. If I asked my mom if I did an abortion diorama, she was like, "You were in grade school." She wouldn't even know. She's like, "And you are? 
And why are you? Oh, on you're my the show? man who lives in my basement. Oh. Yes, so we have lots of quality comedy content that we create that does not make the edit because you would be listening to our podcast for an extra three hours. So go to Patreon.com, sign up, and and get these things um, on the side, side door, back door. Sure. Front door. You're so weak, you can't even hold Hold your phone. phone. Oh my God, I just want to wrap you in a blanket. Do you just want to sleep all the time? Yes, I do. Maybe I have a parasite. Maybe you do. Mm. Oh, can I borrow mm. one? You sure. have two. Yeah. No man should I have two parasites. You can shit in your mouth and you can take oh, it. Oh, yay! Human centipede is back again. <laughs> Which is perfect because guess what this week's theme is? Ah! Fears! I'm so afraid! I'm so afraid that I tried to do this theme two weeks ago. <laughs> I jumped the gun. I really wanted to talk about fears. I was getting very anxious for this episode. Very excited. Sure. Uh, okay, let's talk about fears before we dive into these articles. Okay. Well, we're not talking about the Reese Witherspoon, Mark Wahlberg. <gasps> Movie, right? Which I will always watch when it's on TV. And yes, it's a little bit hot, the roller coaster scene. Wild Horses? Yes. Yeah. Or I downloaded he... that song afterwards. <laughs> I like when he carved in his chest Nicole Forever, the number four EVA. Well, he's and... from Boston. He had to put the accent on it. Right. And then he beat his chest. Like, I, I would never want to. I see, One time I blacked out once and I woke up at some guy's house and I was being attacked. What? This is probably not. Excuse me? Is... Wait, that took a left turn. Listen, there's a lot of things that have happened. Anyway, <laughs> so I think I was on an antidepressant, and I guess you're not supposed to drink. I really wish the doctor at the time would have told me that because he told me after my attack. Wait, what if you got roofied, though? You know what? I mean, roofie, roofie me, roofie you. I don't know. <laughs> I've been roofied three times. Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. No. <sighs> yeah. Wow. I, I don't know. Any way to segue out of that? Well, it wasn't good, but... Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy <laughs> advice podcast, where we tell you all about Patty's blackouts where he ends up bruised. I hope you feel better. That was That's like, one of my biggest fears. That was fears. Like 20 years ago. Okay. Well, right. no, 15, 10. <laughs> Last week. I don't know. 10, uh, 10, that was probably 10 years ago. It's been a long pandemic. <sighs> yeah. uh, okay, let me sip. So let's talk about fear. Let's talk. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Now I'm afraid to tell you what my fears are. Why? Because you, ow, raw light bulb. <laughs> because it's going to pale in comparison to like an actual heavy story. Okay. Some of my fears are, and these are legitimate. Overhead lighting. Oh, yes, that is a fear. That's why Costco is a nightmare for us. Or are those... Uh... Those light bulbs, the spiral light bulbs. Uh huh. Bad lighting is a fear, definitely. Sure. Uh, sharks. Of course. Naturally. I have a weird fear of sharks, and the fact that there's been so—I'm not an ocean person. I feel like I don't belong in there. I, don't I walk in, I'm it. like, this is somebody's home. I <laughs> like, I don't want to make myself comfortable. Side note: <clears throat> I also have a fear of uh, sharks, <gasps> possibly because I watch Jaws. But yet, apparently, I don't have a problem going into an abandoned building, like in. Um, psycho. Anyway, uh, I'm a f- horribly afraid of sharks, but yet one time I was a little drunk and I was on the beach in Miami and I decided to go swim by myself, uh-huh. jumping into the water. And people are like, the next day they're like, what, you did what? 
And like, yeah, I was in my hotel room. Then I decided to go for a swim. They're like, by yourself? I'm like, yeah. And I was like jumping in the water. They're like, don't you know sharks come inland at night? I'm like, what? wait a minute. You you were the girl from Jaws that you I was literally. The, I, I was the person of? that was like, what asshole goes swimming at night? Apparently, I'm the, I'm the smart dumb asshole. That's why I'm the smartest dumbest idiot person. <laughs> You're the Russian nesting doll. Uh, so you remember when we talked about Jaws a few episodes ago, and you made of fun of that woman for going swimming at dusk. C- couple things. You are that woman. <clears throat> I didn't go swimming. I was diving into the water. She was at least 500 yards from the shore because you can't really swim on the shore because unless you're a fucking mermaid. Uh, I think you're both morons. Well, she definitely is a moron. She's like, <laughs> Come on. Come on. She's completely naked. Like, Wasn't I would... she alone? What? Why was she swimming that far out alone at night in a shark infested water? Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we were all drunk. The best things happen when you're hammered. And the best choices are made. I'm going to turn my phone off because it keeps vibrating under my ass. Oh, I bet you like that. Um, Keep calling. Keep it going. Keep it going. Call my phone. Oh, shit. Um, Okay, so we have a a, a shared fear. That surprises me. I'm not afraid of share. We just have a share. Nobody should be afraid of share. No. Do her. Give me give me a share. Do you have the strength to do no. just <laughs> I mean no. <laughs> um, that's all you had to that's say. That's all I got. That's all I got. Wow. Okay, baby steps. I'm not right. gonna push you. You you'll need the energy. I have a fear of dinosaurs. <laughs> so. Yeah. But they're not yeah, but they could be. Could be what? Real, They're... made, created again. Jurassic Park opened up some possibility for me. This I will always watch Jurassic really Park dumb. when it's on. Sure. But it put a legitimate fear in me being like, we as a race of humans are just stupid enough to fuck with something like that. After everything that happened in the last year, do you doubt that a dinosaur could show up down the street? Yes. And then we'd ignore it. <laughs> I don't think I'd ignore a dinosaur coming down the street. Um, I just don't think this is a. I. I really. I. I don't understand the. I. I doubt the credibility of this fear. It's no. Oh, so you think that I'm BSing for the sake of comedy? I don't know. This isn't this very podcast. funny right now because it's a <laughs> fucking dinosaur. It's, it's. I really was like when I saw that. I really was like this. This could potentially happen. It's not as prevalent and real as sharks and ghosts. For me. Well, ghosts aren't real either. You are literally sitting in the chair. Of the the dead man. In the spot where the guy died. (laughs) And why would you fuck with him? Listen, unless unless you're going to tell me right now this is the chair that he died in, I don't believe it. You don't believe in ghosts? Not really. Oh, how can you be so casual about that? I feel like you are literally tempting fate. Why? I want to. I want to separate my body from you. Yes. Jiminy Cricket over here. It could happen. I told James to put it in that glass case, and he never did it. Uh, 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 What are your fears? Well, sharks. (laughs) Drowning. Falling. You have a fear of falling. I have a fear of heights. Do you really? But I like to go on roller coasters. But see, that's the thing. We we like to do the things that we're terrified of. 
I'm not actually. I'm not. Well, I'm not going to fuck things. a shark. I'll tell you that. Well, you were actually. out to get it that night. Look what you I were was wearing. For something. God, I was so fucking horny. <laughs> yeah, well, you were in Miami. Yeah, what are you going to do, right? Birdcage. I mean, I, <laughs> I did get blackout drunk in Miami once too. That's another. That's routine. because Everclear is legal down there. I don't know what. I, I mean, anyway. I'm scared of Florida. That's a fear. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of to. Um, I'm afraid to hold hands in public. There we go. Oh, oh, so these are now you're going more into like real fears. Yeah, like, real. This is a this isn't this is a reality. Yeah. It's not like I'm afraid of a blue jay. Like, <laughs> like yes, people are scared of birds. Right. Uh, I'm scared of bats, but not like I mean, I do understand that there's comedy in bats. Did you see that that video somebody <laughs> linked to me of the Irish family that got the bat in the kitchen? No. Oh, it's so funny. I could, I'm going to text it to you after this. Right. I could watch Irish people try to get a bat out of a kitchen all day. You could watch it on a loop. And it's a guy, it's a guy in the kitchen, and one guy is filming, of course. And, and there's a bat in his tiny little Irish house, which is going to give you crazy OCD because their kitchen table is a mess. There's just like shit everywhere. No. And they clearly use this kitchen to like wash and dry all of their clothes. So there's like laundry no. and tea towels and everything. And, no. and so the bat is in there and he's circling around and there's one guy with a little tiny tea towel trying to like hit it or get it. I don't know what his plan was. At one point he just held it up all dainty and delicate, like showing you a picture. And there's another guy who's filming it and he's going, get him, daddy, get him, catch him, catch him, daddy. Did he catch him? Is it back? Get it back. Get it back. Get it back. Get out of the house. Mom, will you get out? Daddy, will you catch him? Oh, fuck it. Oh. Go on, Daddy. Oh, oh, that's good. You almost got him. Oh, fuck, Daddy. Daddy, oh my God. Maureen, why are you standing at the door? And the camera pans over, and it's just a woman hiding behind the door, just watching them. <laughs> With some so soda bread. Funny. Yeah. Daddy! Daddy, goddamn that, Daddy! And then he runs out of the room, and so now he's taping from the other side of the room, and Derry gets a bigger towel. This guy is 85 years old, shouldn't be doing what he's doing, and he's standing on this rickety chair trying to no. hit the bat. You almost got him, Derry. He's got no more legs. He's like McGregor. It's worth it for this Irish guy's commentary. Well, maybe he was trying to, like, you know, do, like, that little towel snap, like, in the locker room. Oh, a little, oh, squash. You know what? Honest to God, that could get the bat. That's a good plan. <clears throat> maybe that's what he's doing. No, if you have if you have good aim. I mean, I don't, but maybe. I fear aim. Um, What else do you fear? I, uh... I don't really fear bats. I've only been attacked by a bat once. Um, They've gotten into my house more times than I care to say. Okay. It's it's from childhood. It's it's I'm totally scarred from it. Uh, what other fear? This, those were kind of the biggies. Mm. And then you get into like all the fear of failure and all that. Where's the fun in that? We've all got that. Crap. Fear of failure, fear of success, probably more so than anything else. But fear yeah. of vaginas, you know the usual. Fear of rejection. Fear of. Maybe you have thalassophobia. This is fear of the ocean. Or chephorobia, which is the fear of crossing bridges. Or maybe you have pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia? What's pantophobia? The fear of everything. That's it! I don't know. Those are, those are heavy. I'm not really into heavy right now. I know. I just want to keep shit light. I'm just tired. I'm just so tired. Can you lift up an article? Sure. Delicately. I mean, it's a little piece of paper. All right. Do it easy. I'm going to keep using this weird NPR voice. Oh, until, great. 
until you're ready, and I'm going to be looking it up. Here's a mistake that I made today. Oh, yay. Sometimes when I wake up, I like to play the radio. Um, oh, what are you, my mother? What's so, like, 60s? You get up and you go in your kitchen, you turn your little dial, and you listen to NPR, and you have, like, a little ye old radio? No, I go to my Sonos <laughs> app, and I fucking turn on the music, like most adults <laughs> do, because it's fucking silent and weird, and I live across from a fucking fire station. Anyway, so when I'm not listening to Sarah Bareilles in the morning, <laughs> I, um, I... Uh, you know, I'll play like Bossa Nova Breakfast, which is just like some like little jazzy little breakfast oh. stuff. And then... And um, I'm gonna make some pancakes and pour coffee too. All right, give me an article. Let's do this. All right. We need to get you solids. We have to get your strength back up. You're like you're like um, James Franco in 127 hours. I'm gonna cut my arm off. Drink your own urine. Well, Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh. I just realized that we talk about the dentist too much. I can't have a fear of the dentist. So you do have a lot of, of hang-ups around Teeth. dental things. Yes. 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 Where did that start? I think I've spent a lot of time at the dentist, so I think I... You have an appreciation for their work. Well, it was very, it was very much stressed upon me and my brothers and sisters to have good uh, dental hygiene oh. and straight teeth. You must have gotten a hit if you didn't brush your teeth or something, because this is deep for you. Well, again, no one really encouraged me to brush my teeth. Nobody even knew you was, were there. No one knew that I had a toothbrush. <laughs> Where is this seventh toothbrush come guy? from? I know. The guy I know the... I gave birth to something. It, it begins with was a P. Was it a camera? Name... It is. Oh, oh, it's on the tip remember. of my tongue. Uh, I more have a fear of bad breath. I mean, I come from a British family, so it's taken a lot of work to get to these teeth. I do have to... a fear of bad breath as well. I have a fear of my own breath. Like, right. I cannot hurt yes. my breath. Yes, correct. I'm constantly chewing gum. Which is bad for your breath. And it makes you gassy. Right. What? And causes IBS, yes. Wait, why is it bad for your breath? Gum. What? Um, because it's just trapping sugar in the back of your throat, especially if you have um, tonsils. It'll stick back there. Sugar. Do you, do you not have tonsils? I do have tonsils, and I sometimes have bad breath, but yeah. then I brush... I scrape my tongue. Oh, yes. You must. You must scrape your tongue. Yes, 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 yes. yes, uh, yes. I have a tonsil stone, so once I learned that, I have been obsessively neurotic about breath issues. Have you taken a small pipe cleaner and shoved it down your throat and tried to clean your tonsil Fun stone? Fun fact, yes, I have. Oh. But not a pipe cleaner. I got a water pick. From Target. Uh-huh. But of course, I didn't want to spend money on something, I don't no. know, good. Right. Like that I could use multiple times. Sure. So this thing had all of the pressure of a fire hose. Nice. And I pointed it at the back of my throat and I shot the back of my throat. And now I have scar tissue, <laughs> which has made the tonsil stone, the cavernous tonsil, oh. a little worse. But uh, yeah, I've gotten back there with all sorts of devices, uh, blackhead removers, Q-tips, you know. Anything. Great, 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 great. It, Spears. Yeah. Britney, Britney. Spears. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing back there? <laughs> I'm trying to find my friends, the Olsen twins. Oh, baby. Take a left at I'm the looking, liver. I'm looking for a ride home. Can I get a ride Lindsay? down to the colon? Mm. <laughs> We're going to the colon party. Paris, hey, Lindsay, you coming? Try not to hit anybody on the way there. Oh, Christina's there. Let's just go back up to the big intestine. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is from the Indiana Gazette, Indiana, Pennsylvania. That's confusing. Oh. Thursday, February 10th, 1977. Dear Abby, I'm a 38-year-old woman. 
and I'm still a virgin. The furthest I've ever gone with a man is letting him kiss me goodnight. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I wouldn't like to go further, but I am too afraid of sex to let myself. I am an attractive woman with a slim body. I've been on many dates that I know could have led to the bedroom, but I always broke it up before it got too far. I'm not really afraid of men, all caps. Uh It's sex I'm afraid of. Right now, I'm going with a very gentle and attractive man about my age. We are casually dating, but I know he, he will want it to lead to sex and maybe marriage. What do I tell him? He will think I'm crazy. I'm not even sure that that if I that I want to get married, I would feel different about sex. Then what would happen? I don't want to lose him because he's the first man I've ever cared this much about. If I need a psychiatrist, I couldn't afford one because I'm supporting my widowed mother who's an, who's an invalid. Help me. Signed, 38 and holding. Go ahead, answer first. Dear 38, you need to find out why you have been fighting your normal feelings. Please seek professional counseling and don't delay. If you can't afford a private therapist, call your local mental health association or family service. They charge only what you can afford to pay. I'm afraid of this woman. I, listen, I have also been afraid of sex, but... (laughs) B-U-T-T? I mean... But it's the, again, it's going back episodes and episodes. It's the AIDS commercials that I was growing up with. Mm-hmm. That, and um, I think it, if you're 38 and you haven't had sex. I can't imagine what that would, I just can't imagine. <laughs> I should just stop just, right there. Why did you let it get that far? Like, don't you have a vibrator? Isn't it like what are you afraid no, of? No, because you wouldn't put anything up there that that shouldn't, you know. It should be up there. I know. Well, I mean, but you know, if you haven't if you haven't crossed that threshold, there could be like a <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of picture her having sex with this guy for the first time and just screaming because she's terrified of it. Well, but like <laughs> apparently she doesn't have any friends because she like can you imagine she's like the fifth girl on Sex in the City that doesn't have sex. <laughs> That would be a nice balance. Maybe we should do that for the redux. No. Uh, and also, there was a lot to unpack as far as like, okay, uh, I live with my mother. She's an invalid. And a da, 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 I'm 38. Da. I'm very attractive and Always. slim. Always. Here we go. I'm very attractive. I'm very slim. I just put <laughs> super glue on my vagina. And I'm not ready to fuck. No. <laughs> I'm hot. I'm ready. And I'm not ready to fuck. The clam is closed. Sorry, but Don't boys. get me wrong. I can fucking deep throat an eggplant out front. But... <laughs> In a pit. <laughs> I take turns at a glory hole, but only oral. I think at a certain point, you're like, I've come so far, I can't turn around. It was like, it's like driving to Lancaster. (laughs) I was like, I'm already three hours deep. Why turn around? Keep going. Just keep going. I I can't imagine that at a certain point, you'd ever be okay with it. Aren't you just so fucking excited? You're like, I don't give a shit if you split me in half. (laughs) (laughs) Why? you giving it away at that point <laughs> i would be terrified oh my god if i reached like 24 i'll say i'll even go way high if i reach that point i'd be like who wants it giving it away i'd ride around the, the town in an ice cream truck sure. and be like chocolate eclairs in my vagine <laughs> oral anal 
Hand jobs. Who wants a screwdriver? Three ways, four ways, orgies come in my mouth. I want your rocket pop and my choco taco. I don't give a shit. Grab me by my hair. Beat the shit out of me with a lead pipe. <laughs> Knock my fucking teeth out. Just make me come three times. <laughs> I want him to split me in half. <laughs> split me in half like you're ripping off a Hulkamania t-shirt. Like it's Hedwig. Just do it. Rip it down the middle. Like a... <laughs> Just get it. <laughs> it's Hulkamania! Yeah! Rip the shirt. Have you ever tried to rip a shirt off yourself? It's really hard. It's very difficult. I, of course, every kid tried to rip a shirt off themselves after they saw the Hulk do it. Hulk? Hulk Hogan? Yes. That, and the Hulk, too. Everybody's ripping shirts off in sure. the 80s. Well, I mean, he was he had a problem. Oh, wait. Hulk Hogan or Hulk? The Hulk. He was green. <laughs> well, I he know, was so green before his It was a popular. natural rip, but wait a minute. Why did everything rip off Hulk except for just his Daisy Dukes? Well, because he didn't rip off his shorts. I'd it's be not upset. like he got a massive heart on. He's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fucking pin someone down <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> yeah! Three, two, one! And then he just like comes on him. He's like, oh, You're the damn it, Bruce! I was just by the water cooler now. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but see, how about pants? Imagine if you become the Hulk, and how disappointing it is to reach Hulkdom and look down and see that that—that's the one thing that didn't grow on you. Wow! Oh, we, we, you know, we, if you're, you're the Hulk, are you talking about? You're not talking about Hulk Hogan. You're talking about <laughs> actually both because he was on roids. But <laughs> but like if you were the Hulk and suddenly you hulked out and you're like, I'm so angry. Oh. Oh, well, that's a letdown. Poor Bruce Danny. That didn't grow. I, and I, I Maybe guarantee... that's why he's so angry. That would explain. <laughs> Fucking grow. Damn it! The Cialis isn't working! <laughs> Fuck. I'm dating a 38-year-old who won't sleep with me. Grow! I got pecs to steal, but my dick is a fucking M&M. <laughs> Just a sad gherkin, goddammit. I'm so angry. <laughs> it's like someone bit off half of a smarty and stuck it on my balls. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's so dehydrated. I'm so hot now. Like a... <laughs> Yeah, there's so much liquid coming out of all of my holes right now. The confusion between Hulk Hogan and the Hulk, because you don't you don't refer you don't refer to him as the Hulk. You just call him Hulk. So I get confused. I feel like I'm I feel like my mom. I'm gonna put a the before the Hulk, just so we really know. There's Hulk Hogan, and then there's the Hulk. But really, both of their balls are shriveled, and I feel bad for both of them. <laughs> Any way you cut it, someone's ripping off a T-shirt, <laughs> which should be a good thing. <laughs> God, it's hot in here. <laughs> what if you tried to do that with your sweater? <laughs> what if, like, but every it's t- an offset neck, so you'd have to like rip from the left to the right. <laughs> what if every time you went to a party, you invited a friend over? Jesus Christ, Aaron, it's so fucking hot in here, and Aaron just rips his shirt off. <laughs> Then, oh, like, God. nighttime comes, and it's, like, you know, 40 degrees outside. Well, I told you it's going to fucking drop 30 degrees. I tried to do your... it when I was a kid because when kids see the, well, the Hulk. Now I'm all confused. Hulk Hogan, when you saw him do it, you were like, well, I can try that. And you try it, and, like, the collar just won't let you breach the threshold of the rip. So now you just have that, like, relaxed, sad 
middle-aged right. man collar that's like, eh. <laughs> oh God, oh shit! I have an article. Yes, I have you two do. of them. Yes, okay. we're three hours deep. This one, this one is good because it it covers one of the things we just discussed. This comes from the Portsmouth Herald, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, July twenty second, nineteen sixty six. Evil numbers six sixty six. Fear of dead people. Dear Ann Landers, I'm a married woman, 40 years of age, who has a terrible fear that I cannot discuss with anyone. I am so terrified of seeing a dead person that it has cast a cloud over my whole life. I have a recurring nightmare, often during the day, that my husband will die in the middle of the night and that I will be alone in the house with him. Last week, a friend of mine lost her husband. I went to call on her, and although I know the man had died in the hospital, I was petrified when I had to go upstairs to the bathroom. I can't describe the sense of panic. I am not afraid of death. I rarely think about death in terms of myself, but this fear of being with a dead person is agony. Please tell me how to conquer it. A psychiatrist is out of the question. We cannot afford it. (laughs) Signed, Canadian Header. Oh, reader. Sorry, Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Canadian header. Oh, they need to fix their type and their font. (laughs) Dear reader, you have two problems, and the first is preventing you from solving the second. Your feeling of shame over the thing you fear is as irrational as the fear itself. You don't need a psychiatrist's ear, but you do need someone's. I suggest you talk this out with your husband in spite of your self-consciousness. Delve back into your childhood and try to recall ever see every dead person you've ever seen. When you were very young, you were frightened by something or someone connected with a dead person. That early experience is buried deep in your subconscious. You must dig it out, ventilate it, and dispose of it. Aeon! Oh, I should use that as the opening next week. Yeah. Ventilate and dispose. Mm. Gracefully and grandly. <laughs> Time to close, time to close. <clears throat> An abnormal, f- I don't know if she's afraid of seeing a dead person or seeing a ghost. What's that about? Is it like a sixth sense thing where she's afraid she's going to see some random like guy from the Middle Ages hanging in the middle of a field? And does she take an awful lot of naps because she's thinking about it during the day? I know. And does her is her husband retired? That's why she's going to walk in and he's going to be dead? Maybe she just wants to kill the husband? Is it a waking nightmare? She yeah, She lives in fear of like seeing his the body? I have questions. I think this is grounds for like divorce. A life, yeah, like a, a lifetime movie where it's like I'm afraid I'm going to walk in and see him dead, and then she like is like videotaped like, and then I want him murdered in my house, <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you right now. I've already been telling everyone I have a fear of seeing him dead. Sorry, starring Meredith Baxter. Sure. Um, I'm Fuck him. I'm she was in our dream last people. night too. What? She was in the house with she, us? She was she was near or we were supposed to call her or something. This is the gayest dream I have ever heard in my life. Eggplants, all of us sleeping together, yellow jackets and Meredith Baxter. You screaming sorry. homosexual. I'm sorry. You were ever That's in the not closet? That's screaming. That's a subtle homosexual. <laughs> That's a gentle. We were in a mid-century subtle. modern house. That's not a screaming homosexual. That's a culture. You've got homosexual. a mustard coat on. That's You're right. a screaming homosexual. If it were bedazzled and said, suck me on the back, <laughs> that would be a screaming homosexual. And then but you'd just... tear it down the middle. <laughs> Look at my tiny balls. <laughs> Check out my gherkin. <laughs> I want to go Someone back. snapped a crayon in half. That's my dick. <laughs> oh, you said crayon. I heard crayon, like crayon grape. <laughs> 
What? You didn't hit the Y no. hard enough. That's crayon. Dead, crayon. She's afraid of seeing dead people. Uh, now, I don't know when you grew up. Like in when probably people... uh, the 70s, 80s. And, okay. Yeah. Funerals, wakes. Yes. Do you remember the first wake you went to, like when you saw a dead body in front of you? Um, I don't remember, but I'm not really too... Did they do that in your family? Because you were like raised Catholic, so you always had that like three days of body showings, you guys. Are you guys going to go to the two o'clock or the seven o'clock body showing? <laughs> I'll go with you tomorrow for the matinee. I, what know... a morbid practice. What, to see a dead body? Yeah, the waking of somebody. And I get that people like want to see it for closure or something. I was like, this is not, it's so, like I don't want to sit right in front of it and and look at the weird lips and how they've glued them together and they all look like a wide mouth bass. They don't look anything like they did when they were alive. That's because your muscles have been relaxed. Oh, wait, you worked at the funeral home, so you don't have any fear of seeing actual dead people. No. I don't like it when they first get rolled in and if they're in a state of, like, terror. What? Like, if their mouth is, like, open or their eyes are open. Have you you seen that? When you see them in, like, the calm position, I'm not really afraid of that. (laughs) When they're back at one, you're fine. Look, when we found out that our our neighbor had killed himself and our our super told us how they found him because he put a bag over his head and whatever. <gasps> that is something I don't want to see. No, never. I don't think anybody's like lining up to see that unless no. you're a serial killer. Right. But like in a in a casket, like you that doesn't look like my dad didn't look like my dad. And like my grandma yeah. didn't look like my grandma. They don't like, look like themselves. No, at because that point. your face is so like think about like think of how Joan Crawford has like manipulated her mouth to look like that. Yeah. Well she's dead. All of her muscles are no longer working. Uh-huh. They're dead. Their so it's all glued into so position. It's all like, it's not even glued into position. Their lips are shut, but their their whole everything that is, you know, con, you know, making tension. Yeah, yeah. That makes your face your face, and oh then your bones has now retreated. I'm like, gonna have to make put in a request if ever I. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get burned anyway. I'm gonna get nice and toasted because that'll be the one time I actually feel warm. But if I were ever to be waked, I'd be like Patty. First of all, I want you to prepare the body because you've worked at a funeral home before. I feel like you'd know the right thing to do. <laughs> okay. And then I, I am going to request that you tape it into a position where I finally feel lifted. I think the best, I don't know why people want, like, first of all, I don't feel like I'm attractive laying down. I don't think anybody does. Everyone looks like their parents. <laughs> so what, hanging upside down? <laughs> no, I think should... like they should like have the illusion of a pillow, but then like a, a metal neck brace that lifts it up so like you don't have like that. <laughs> That skin hanging down. No, like, you know, no like double chin. Right. And that, you know, and then it wouldn't hurt for like a couple like tape things to like pull your eyes up. You can pull your finally yeah. get the facelift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about a relaxed on the side kind of like come hither pose with See, an arm yes. under the I don't, head? I don't want anyone to watch me sleep. You know what I'd like? I'd like if I, I, I'm not going to be waked, but I'd like like kind of like if I'm in a casket, kind of like an arm, one arm out. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey guys, like, and then some like propped up behind. Yeah, me. like you're hanging out the window of a Chevelle. Yeah, like I guess maybe like my hand holding my head like uh-huh. this with my arm over the casket. I'm just kind of like subtly like asleep as if I fall asleep at the bar. I'm just yeah. ready to be like fucked with. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that would be fun, like an interactive wake where yeah, people maybe, like, can a... come up and adjust you. Yeah. You know, like you're doing that improv game where it's like, and I move your hand to the right, right. and yeah. Or like a Mr. Potato Head, or like one of those things where they put like you know the the stick with a with a, a, with a the mustache sign on it. Yeah. Or like a sunglasses oh, yeah. or whatever, or like a like a, a photo booth at yeah. weddings. Yeah. 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 
And then somebody can pose with, with you with like a sign on a stick that says, I'm with stupid. Right, right. Oh, like, I like dead this interactive. Tired or um, <laughs> things like that. He's a dead ringer for my brother. Right. Yeah. yeah there's quirky opportunities here. Yeah. This is what's missing in the funeral home business. All right, give me another okay. article. This is from the Galveston Daily News, Galveston, Texas, Thursday, November 24th, 1994. Fear of rejection sidelines man in the dating game. Dear Abby, I am 27 years old and I've never had a girlfriend. Never had a date, never kissed a girl, and I'm still a virgin. Well, no shit. You've got a theme. Yes. Wouldn't that be great if he's like, I've never kissed a girl, but I can fuck for days. (laughs) I am very shy and afraid of being rejected. I don't know. I don't know what to talk about and don't know how to ask a girl out for a date. How can I overcome this problem? I'm attractive, I'm told. Oh, my God. Clean cut and don't believe in guys wearing earrings. (laughs) Wait, what? I didn't expect. What if they're pirates? You're really cutting yourself off from a whole demographic. I'm attractive, I'm told. Clean cut and I don't believe in guys wearing earrings. Mm -hmm. I would like to start dating and find a girlfriend. I've wanted a girlfriend since high school. How can I become more outgoing? Please don't use my name. Just sign me looking for a girlfriend. How many people actually use their names? I don't know. Please don't share my name. But Meredith print Baxter this. Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Meredith Baxter Bernie. <laughs> Dear looking, most young men dread asking girls for dates for fear of rejection. But nothing ventured, nothing gained. If there's a chapter of Toastmasters International in your area, join it. The members help shy people become more relaxed and comfortable socially. You can also obtain books on overcoming shyness from your local library or bookstore. If you feel your problem is more deeply rooted, consider talking with a counselor to help you overcome your shyness around women. When you have developed a little more confidence, it'll be easier to talk to a woman for a date. If she turns you down, don't assume it's a personal rejection. It's only a rejection of your invitation. And don't hesitate to ask another girl until you find out until you find one who will welcome the chance to spend time with a decent young man such as yourself who doesn't have an earring. <laughs> or is mildly attractive, <laughs> so he's told. Yes, even though that you're shy and clean cut. The best way to overcome your shyness is to go to a library where you can't speak to anybody else. Correct. The answers are in a book where right. you cannot talk to another human being about it. So okay. you're 27 years old. You're shy. Mm-hmm. You haven't kissed a girl. That's beyond shy. That's shut-in. I mean, I was afraid to kiss a girl for a long period of and time. And you still are. I mean, there's nothing worse. I'm in the room. Kissing a girl. I am in it's like, the it's room. Like if, it's like making out with like a, like a fish in a freezer. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Okay, okay. Bring it. Let me change your mind. <laughs> Come fucking on, gross. Come over here. Come Don't on. ever look at Come me in the face like Patty, that again. Patty, Patty, look at me. Eat shit Come on. and die, Aaron. That's fucking gross. <laughs> I Don't look at I me. I will eat shit because guess <laughs> what? That's what it's going to taste like gross. to you. Because I brushed you, my teeth, Patty. I got a brand new mouthwash. But you that in the back of your throat. Yeah, come on. All right. All tongue right. tongue All my right. tonsil hole. I mean, I have enjoyed making out with a girl, I think, in college. Was there ever a moment where you kissed a girl where you're like, yeah. Yeah. You really, like in yes. your soul. Yes, now I can't think of it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yes, All right. I, I've kissed many a girl. I've never wanted to go any further than that. But you had, didn't you sleep with one? One? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, one. You've never wanted to go any further than that, <clears throat> but your gherkin made you go there. No, I think it was the joint and the liquor that made me go there. <laughs> a joint did it? Yeah. Wow, you pushed through some... That's a that's a a mellowing agent. I don't know how you did that. I don't know how I did it either, but I did. You closed your eyes, you put a bag over your head, and you you said a little prayer. I really don't. It, it just you know I don't really like to think about it because I wasn't at my best weight. <laughs> I didn't find a gym. I can only imagine what I look like. I just fumbling around and just being like, this is just inappropriate. Was this the chick who used to come and visit you and sit on your? Your you mean after I had diarrhea yeah. from the flu? Yeah. No, different girl. That girl stalked me, and I never kissed her because, A, she wore too much makeup. B, she, I don't <laughs> like anyone that stalks me because I think that's kind of creepy. And uh-huh. three, she sat in my diarrhea, which I don't think is a good thing. Yeah, you I just can't unring that bell when you've heard that, <laughs> no. seen it in just front like, of you. I'm just going to sit down here and squish. No. Uh, Ooh, you oh, smell like moisture. shit. Get out of here. Ew. Um. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just prefer making out with guys. Well, so do I. Okay, I'm not well, alone in that. Yeah. Um, I had to kiss a girl on stage, and For that's what? really the only time I've done it, which surprises the me Katie because Perry I feel musical? like a lot of people expected me to be more on the Kinsey scale, a little bit closer to the center. Why? I don't know, because I had short, spiky hair. I think people thought that did I was more like lesbianic. Yeah, I did. I was very Miranda. <clears throat> um, didn't I ever tell you, though, when, when I was touring... Uh, with Susical the Musical, it's a timeless classic. Everybody, sure, yeah. People, you know, so proud of that, my yeah. history. Right yeah, there with Miss Saigon. It's like Yale graduate, proud. Uh, everybody went out drinking, and this this show starred Kathy Rigby, America's former sweetheart. Like before Mary Lou Retton, there was Kathy Rigby, yeah. and she had two Irish car bombs, and she she was convinced that I was a lesbian. She's like, "You like women." And I'm like, well, former sweetheart Kathy Rigby, former America's sweetheart. I actually don't. Um, and why are you still wearing I mean, your gymnast jacket? I, I mean, know. It's, it's and, and then she literally did a, a cartwheel on the bar. So I know that she wasn't right in the headspace. Of, She's you know, shy. She's very like, oh, well, I a couple Irish car bombs and I'm going to no, show no, you. No, no, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. This is how I lost in Sochi. <laughs> <laughs> Double back handspring back into one of these things. I can do it on one leg, Carrie Strug. I'll show you. I'll shove a car bomb up your place. This one's Make for out. you, Bella Lugosi. One for me, one for Bella. And then she just rips it out on the floor. Yeah, it, I. but I don't have like the aggressive reaction that you have. Come on, get over here. Let's do this. Come on. You know what? This is going to make the podcast better. It's going to bring us closer together no, to have this experience. We've already slept Why are you together. looking away from me? We've already slept together in your dream. Let's take awkward. it to the next level. It's what awkward. would you do if you saw me and Patty kissing? Jim, don't answer take this question. Take a picture. Take a picture. Get your, get your weird flashbulb out. gross. Yeah. Come on. No, I don't. I don't want to. I love. That. I've never had to kiss a girl on stage. I've never had to kiss a girl. Well, I've had to neck a girl for my kiss you FM. You do. Thing. There's all. You keep saying I never had to. I never had to. First of all, there was a time when you were not a gold star gay, so you were with females. Correct. Secondly, but- <clears throat> every commercial you've ever shown me, every print ad you've ever done, is you like hanging on a woman with a Bud Light or here's these maxi pads, ladies. You you. Doth protest too much. I wasn't putting the maxi pad in her, and I wasn't fucking her <laughs> with the First of all, maxi pads don't go in you. I don't know. And you know that if you let me I show you my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tear these pants in half and make you look at it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it's only a scallop. 
I thought it was a clam. <laughs> oh. Do you have another article? I'm so uncomfortable. Open up a door. God, it smells like a spoiled fish farm in here. All right. Oh, here's the very last article of the longest podcast can't wait we've to call ever your done. Mom now. We're not going to call her today. I can't put her. Th- oh, actually, she's getting her second shot. That's what it is. She's getting her shot today. She is not throwing away her shot. So she's she's going to have the big schmageggy, the big, oh, you know. Oh, she's going to fucking. Uh, or she'll be that one that's the exception to the rule that's like, ah, it's all right. That's, that's my fine. Mom. Yeah. All right, final article. Get ready from the Manitowoc Herald Times. The Stephen Avery. Oh, I know, I know, the Avery. This is his hometown, so everybody get in your weird cars in your busted-ass backyard uh, from November 28, 1970. Fear puts life out of focus. Dear Ann Landers, a few weeks ago I bought a book on palmistry. Nope, that is not right. Nope. (laughs) Yep, yep, okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay, back. Dear Ann Landers, a few weeks ago I bought a book on palmistry. I wish I hadn't. After I read the chapter on lifelines, I immediately examined the palms of my children. The three older ones have very long lifelines, but the ten-year-old has an unusually short lifeline. This has me worried sick. I find myself brooding about the early death of this child, wondering if it will be an accident or illness. This has made me overly protective and unduly apprehensive. I feel like crying every time I look at my little girl. She senses something is wrong and doesn't know what to make of it. I don't want to discuss my problem with anyone because they will laugh at me and tell me I am foolish. It's hard to believe that the simple act of reading a chapter in a book could ruin my life, but this is what is happening. Please help me. (laughs) Signed, L.R. Laverne, what? I don't remember what Laverne's last name was. DeFazio. Oh, not an R. Dear L.R. Fear can be the most crippling of all emotions, particularly when no rational basis exists. Palmistry is a fake, and any similarity between a short lifeline and an early death is purely coincidental. I urge you to discuss this with your clergyman. He will not laugh at you, I promise. Verbalizing one's fear and examining it in the stock light of reason is the first step toward conquering it. Ayan! She's always telling people to go to the church. There's nothing more terrifying. I've seen the exorcism of Emily Rose. I don't think that the church has any answers for me. But it definitely involves a palm. Sunday. Oh. Mm. I am so highly suggestible that I actually understand where she's coming from on this. I can try I can convince myself of any fear. And that's OCD for you. Is it OCD or just stupidity? A little from column A, a little from column B. Thank you. I I love that she is now completely traumatizing her child for the rest of her life, being like, your lifeline is short, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're all going to die. That would be me as a kid. OCD is crazy. I once convinced myself if I didn't keep Coke in my mouth long enough that my mother would die. That's what happens in an OCD brain. And I kept Coke in my mouth for like a good 60 seconds. And I was like, keep it. You're going to have to live like this for the rest of your life. That's how absurd it is. But it's still delicious. Bad for your teeth. I know how you feel about teeth. Terrified of teeth. Killing your teeth. You ever go to a palm reader? Yes. They're wrong. Consistently. And the psychics? Wrong consistently. Really? Yep. Hmm. 
I have such faith in them. I know. Why like, do we keep uh, doing it? I'm like, this is going to be the one. You're going to be the one. I'm going to be the, you're just going to tell me what I should be doing and where I should go because I okay. don't trust myself. Well, when you went to a palm reader, uh-huh. was this like one of the palm readers in the Greenwich Village that's like, yes. $5, sit sit on this, f- buy this fold-out table that I usually why, play why do you poker sound on? Like the woman from Beetlejuice. I heard, you ripped your faces right off. <laughs> because they all look Politics. like that. They're always smoking a cigarette by a fold-out poker table. They're like, take a seat, I'll read your palm. <laughs> Can you exhale in, away from me when you do it? It's through the slit in my throat. I see. Let me open this up. This is disgusting. If you washed your hands today, your lifeline says, well, it's shorter now because I'm breathing in the smoke right by you. Uh, I can predict that you uh, like to masturbate. How do you, how can you, how can you You're tell? very callous. You're very sticky. <laughs> Unless you just made a PB&J. I don't know. Have you, did you go to the ice cream truck today? Taste it. What does it taste like? Does it taste like bleach or does it taste like strawberry? <laughs> Which one am I? Does it taste like bleach or does it taste like chip witch? <laughs> By the way, I'm selling those today too, along with $1 water bottles. <laughs> Show me your palm. Show me your penis. <laughs> there has to be a penis reader somewhere. Show me your penis, I'll tell you. You see, this vein here says that you're going to be very successful in business. I really can't tell unless it's hard. (laughs) I'm working on it. Okay, Hulk. All right. All right. I don't have all day, though. There's a line at the front. Uh, Oh, my God. We've given so much quality comedy content today. How can we keep churning it out? I don't know. How do we keep your balls in the air when they're this shriveled? I don't know. I know. Just like throwing raisins and yeah. just trying to catch yeah. them. I know sack. how we can. We can keep it going with Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Don't make me Rip sing your it shirt alone. off and have Instagram mail. Get Put, your palm some eggplants in the back of your house where okay, you sleep with Penny and Marcus. Everybody spoon, spoon, spoon. All right. Then it's time for us to read some Instagram mails. That's right. This week, like all weeks, we are answering one, just one of your advice questions. So write to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. I want to thank whoever wrote to us this week. It is a good good one. It's been. All right, so then why don't you start us off? (laughs) Dear Pod, my mother's birthday is coming up at at the end of March. I need some assistance thinking of something fun we can do that is pandemic safe. We live in a state with a bunch of dumb fucks who don't wear masks correctly or follow safety precautions, so she isn't comfortable eating in restaurants. All we do together is shop, eat, and listen to Dear Pod, so I'm totally blanking on any alternative fun birthday activities. Signed, Good Daughter in Ohio. You really hit dumb fucks there. I mean, she said it. I yeah, I know. You were just emphasizing it. Correct. Now, here's what I have. Oh, my God. 50 pages. (laughs) It's 50 pages. But the font, in fairness, is 30. Right. Dear GDO, I'm beyond thrilled that you and your mother share such excellent tastes in podcasts. It is also nice to hear that you and your loved ones are taking this year-long fecal show seriously. A birthday during a pandemic should be celebrated, not swept under the carpet like a Gwen Stefani album. I haven't seen someone try to distance herself from her formative years like that since Patty Hearst. 
I do not know where you reside, but seeing as though you're in one of those nobody tells me what to do, this is my right as an American. Americans aren't scared of anything. This isn't a real virus. I make love to my guns. Guns are my kids. I'm so proud to be dumb. The earth is flat. Moon landing with stage. I like politicians that are dumb like me. I eat paint chips with hummus and drink moonshine and listen to my Crystal Gale records while reading the National Enquirer on my front porch states. You're in a birthday pickle. Depending on your mother's... On when your mother's birthday rolls around, think of something fun in the outdoors, away from people, like bear wrestling, which is an entirely different type of bear wrestling from my third cousin, Randy. <laughs> or what Or what about skydiving? If she can't handle Boss Hog and the boys driving around the town with their middle finger to the government, then I'm sure she wouldn't mind jumping out of a plane for some new perspective. And just think, if something goes wrong, she might end up plummeting to the earth like a Kenmore refrigerator being shot out of a cannon and landing on one of those maskless geniuses that you speak of. How about a hot air balloon ride with some champagne, taking in the sights in the early morning light, just you and your mom and some total stranger pulling a lever to float away? Or what about renting out a bowling alley? Or archery lessons? Or a cruise? No, not one of those floating disease hospitals with 20-minute versions of Oklahoma and the Crystal Crab-Ass Coliseum after a visit to the all-you-can-stuff-in-your-purse buffet. No, I'm talking about what we have in New York City or in Chicago, a small boat tour to take in the lights, the architecture, the occasional homicide. Now that the pandemic is making everyone think outside the box, even Chippendales is getting in on the action. They now make house calls. I suggest you erect a tent in the backyard, fire up the grill, and ice those nipples, because the heat from the stage will set you ablaze. Just think of all those men there, just for you and, and yours. No need to fight for the attention from Lightning Larry or Steve the Snake Charmer or Mel the Meat Grinder. Oh no, you'll get their full, undivided attention albeit in the appropriate COVID-friendly precautions, six feet, maskless, and lube. I mean, hand sanitizer. Oh. I mean, warning. That happy birthday may result in a happy ending. Happy. Mask for mask. Mask. Is that really an option? What? You could... Do strippers still come to your house like that? I don't hire strippers. I hire prostitutes. My family hires strippers. They got a belly dancer from my father when That's he was That's not 40. a stripper. No, That's but there was... No, we got, they got a cop for my mother. When oh. she turned forty, these are these I are the memories that are blazed in my brain. Didn't I told you about that? The cop showed up, and I was like a teenager, and and all of a sudden there's a cop, and he's like, "Ma'am, we're gonna have to take you with me." And I was like, "Oh, oh my God, they're taking my mother away!" And then he took his shirt off, and then I was sent upstairs, and that's when I ate the edible underwear. Moving on. On your mother? No, off of her. Okay. <laughs> Somebody gave her edible underwear. All of the gifts were upstairs. I don't know why this was like the dirtiest party ever. Everything was from like Fredericks of Hollywood and stuff. I was like, what a specific theme. And it was only my family that was hosting this party for That's her. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's very layered. It's like baklava. But the cop, I remember trying to watch the cop from, from like the stairs, the top of the stairs. Was he hot? He kind of looked like Eric Estrada. Which is ironic because he was a cop. Maybe that was his thing. All right, here's what Anne has to I say mean, to I the am good daughter. For cookies. Mm. Dear good, damn right you're a good daughter. Any daughter who makes a mother listen to us do fart jokes is a good daughter. Between Patty's porn voice and our obsession with all things fecal, nothing brings families together like dear pod. It's true. I understand your mom's hesitation to go out in public. The other day, I saw a woman wearing a mask just over her nose. 
It's like when non-Amish guys have just a bottom beard with no mustache. I can't tell if she was dumb or trendy. People like that need to just wear a bag over their head and be done with it. But there are plenty of things you can do to celebrate another trip around the sun that don't involve your annual trip to Cheesecake Factory. If your mother likes booze, and who doesn't, am I right? <laughs> you can arrange a virtual wine tasting. I did this with my jewels, and it was great. He was free to vomit in the comfort of his own home. Order a pinatagram and let her take out all the year's frustrations on it. Nothing is funnier than watching the elderly hit a small cardboard donkey in the hopes of dollar store candies that could potentially rip out their bridge work. Since shopping is her thing, why not organize an in-home private shopping experience? Our friend and former dear pod guest, Natalie Joy Johnson, can point you in the direction of a sales gal, a guy who can come to your home and demonstrate the finest strap-ons, butt plugs, and flavored lube that money can buy. That would make for an unforgettable birthday. But really, I think you should give your mother the gift that everyone in this pandemic has wanted at one point or another. To be left alone, damn it. <laughs> and a Patreon subscription to Pod, as that is the gift that keeps on giving all year long to us. Good luck, good daughter, and give your mom 60 smacks on the ass from us. Ayan! I mean... I mean, I mean, shopping, the lack of being able to physically go and shop was the biggest shock. Thinking back to this time last year, when you couldn't just like go to a mall or you couldn't just walk around a Target and these little freedoms that we take for granted, because then you go to Target and there was like a bouncer there and you'd have to tell them what, what you needed at the door. They're like, why are you here? And I, I just want to see if I can get some Cocoa Krispies. And they're like, get in and get out and get on with your life. Go. I didn't have that. And you, you didn't you didn't miss the act of physically going and like sifting and shopping. Like I didn't even want to buy anything. I just wanted the option to go in and like look through casual racks. Just be very chill. Because they shut the whole mall down, which is big when that happens. Like it was boarded up and you couldn't. Like, the idea that I couldn't go in there all of a sudden made me so sad. I hope that malls, physical malls, never go away. And I know that we shop for everything online right now, but come on. Every now and then you got to scratch the itch and walk into a Hot Topic or a Spencer Gifts. Okay. Or a Torrid. I don't know what a Torrid is. I know, we've been there before. Well, they just got rid of the Torrid up the street, so I'm sorry that I won't be taking you to Torrid anytime soon. (laughs) You didn't miss, like... Walking around and shopping, sifting. Not really. Looking at things, no. touching things. No. Oh, well, aren't we above it all? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I mean. I missed going to the gym. That's the gayest thing ever, but yes. Oh, I did too, though. But not because of, I, I'm not, I, I know it's a shock. I'm not incredibly social, but I'm definitely not social at the gym. No, I don't want to talk to people at the I'd gym. I never want to talk to I, I'm not wearing the right thing. I don't look right. My hair is probably messed Who's up. Who's talking to people at the gym? I, I go to a gay gym. And I'm just no, not gay And there's like enough. a social aspect to it? I so. think there is. I'm just not, I don't want to. First of all, if I start looking at anybody, I'm going to start comparing myself. And then it's just going to be a slippery slope to me just putting my bag back on my back and leaving. And Aww. then going and eating a pizza. And then realize I'm lactose intolerant and spend the rest of the afternoon in the toilet. And then just wondering why I'm fat and bloated and why my body's angry and why I don't look good enough. And why I'm not fit and why I can't do it. It's, it's you know what I mean? And it's then Mary slippery. Kate and Ashley Olsen go, why did he put pizza near us? It's a car. Yeah. 
terrible. Reject it. Reject. Reject. Drop it out the lower intestine. Go. It's like that. It's like that. Oh, my God. I want a latte so bad. All right. Speaking of lattes and liquids that fall out of your ass, are you ready? Clear your throat. (coughs) It's time. time. Oh, a specialty, specialty cocktail, specialty drink. You're not having any of this today because sex. it's alcohol. We're if not putting I had this a in drink, your body. I'd blow my asshole. <laughs> so this week, here's the cocktail from two weeks ago that was supposed to, <laughs> but it's coming back again when we had coffee cocktail. This is called the Soother. Because James Jules Ferris wants to make sure there is a light at the end of your fear-based tunnel. We all know about Patty's tunnel. All right, so for this you need one ounce of cognac, one ounce of Jamaican rum, a half ounce of orange curacao, the juice of half a lemon, one teaspoon apple juice, and a half teaspoon simple syrup or agave nectar. I love a good agave. Agave. Shake in an ice-filled cocktail shaker and strain into a goblet. Garnish with a lemon twist. Now here are Jules' tasting notes. Let's face it. If we are letting our fears get the best of us these days, we need to take a moment for ourselves and just relax. And the soother is the answer to your anxiety-ridden problem. This drink is listed in Albert Crockett's old Waldorf bar days. A nice cold weather drink that will help you feel the warmth and the spring temperatures that are just around the corner. For a drink that is considered a vintage cocktail, it's amazing that the person who created this drink close to 100 years ago had the talent to really think this one through, such as the addition of the spoonful of apple juice and the bit of extra sweetening. Take a sip. Are you feeling better? Are your fears going away? Good. Just do yourself a favor and don't look behind that wall in your basement because we don't need you freaking out all over again. That is the tasting notes from Jules. Ladies and gents, I am drinking alone this week because poor Patty had a Pedialyte cocktail and we don't want Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen getting upset. But I'll describe it to you in great detail. Okay. This is fresh. Cheers. Here. You ready? Mm. Cheer. Cheer. Singular. Mmm. Oh, I really like this. Ooh. Why does it seem chewy? That's because it's icy. It's <laughs> a whole layer. We know that Jules loves his thick drinks. There's a thick skin on the top. Mm. You just need to roll that skin back oh, and I love really it. enjoy the juice. <laughs> please, please roll the skin back. I'm the Hulk. Uh, this is lovely because it's very lemony, but it's not really... It's well-balanced, I have to say. Oh, I wish you could oh. get it. Let me just... Mm. It's like memories of childhood. It's a little bit skunky tasting. So it was left alone in the corner of the bar? It was left alone in the basement to put together abortion dioramas for your eighth grade class. This is really good. Like, I could actually, you know, with some of the specialty cocktails, I get weird because I don't want things to be too sugary. I'm very sugar neurotic. Oh, okay. Surprise? No. Very nervous. Sure. Um... But this, I could, oh, yeah, it's got a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> I reread this. I was like, okay, well, curacao, but it's only a half ounce of orange curacao. And yeah, you got some apple juice. And yeah, you got some simple syrup. No wonder I love this thing. It's loaded with cocaine. It's got everything in it that I shouldn't I don't do drugs. You know, I could see myself finishing this. I'm really excited to finish this. Maybe I should have all of this. Is there another? Is there any more in the, uh, in the shaker? Yeah, Seriously, when I got more? off sugar... For, I was off 
entirely for nine straight days. The first three days, I kept falling asleep anywhere I sat down. Sugar is such an addictive thing. Yes, But I literally just sat down, and I would fall asleep whenever I just sat. And then I was, oh, cranky. I was such an angry, angry person. And then you get past that threshold of three days, and you're like, okay, the worst is done. And then, like, the DTs kick in. And suddenly, it's like a a scene from Train Spotting, and there's a baby on the ceiling whose head turns. Delirium tremens. You know when you get, like, that... Uh, uh, because you're detoxing. No, because detoxing sugar. Woof. That's they should have a rehab just for sugar. Well, what do you need to detox from sugar for? It's you're in gonna... everything. Right. So, like, what the fuck? Because, and I will say this: when I did it and I detoxed for nine days, I was supposed to go for thirty. <laughs> That's absurd. But someone put a margarita in front of me, and the whole wall came crashing down. I mean, what? I mean, we're in a Why? pandemic. What, well, this no, this was before the pandemic. Oh. I don't have any self control now. I've no, given of up. Not. I could tell the end. But uh, yeah, when you, when you get off of sugar entirely and you reintroduce it into your body, it's like an eight ball hitting your bloodstream. It's so you're just like, oh yes, sweet nectar of life. Where have you been? Oh, and then I'm like every guy on Wall Street in the eighties. Oh. I'm like doing a doing a bump of sugar off my Jules's ass. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't see that in my dream last night. Well, go back to sleep. It's gonna be planted in there now. Oh, okay. Egg planted in there now. Gross. <gasps>